The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Mortals to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts, concierge supervisor, Cynthia Boyede. Hello. And guest services supervisor, Donovan Trot. Let's get it started. Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 2013's The Conjuring. Here's the official synopsis of the film. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. So you all know my question. 
Had you ever seen 2013's The Conjuring before? Donovan. Yes, I have seen The Conjuring before. Cynthia. Yes, many a times. And yes, I have as well. Oh, many my. a times? Not many a times, but I've seen it I've seen it a couple times. I I saw it for the very first time when it was released like on demand. Okay. Yeah. Cynthia apparently watches it every month, but apparently <laughs> she's watching it now. I know cuz it only came out in 2013 and she's seen it many a times in 4 years. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. Like a lot lot. All right, let's get into it. So, let's start off with the very beginning of the film, uh, before we get into the family, because we're treated to a story about Annabelle, a possessed doll that uh, demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, specialists in the occult and ghosts and all things creepy crawlies um they um you know have collected so uh, it's, it's part of their case studies what y'all think of annabelle well this is the first time we saw annabelle and now yes. she's like a cultural icon phenom yes everyone knows annabelle she's had two movies which i really liked her first one i haven't seen the sequel to it yet um but it's on my to-do list um, but I thought she was, like, very, 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 very creepy. Like, she was traditionally a very, like, creepy doll. Like, we've seen a ton of creepy dolls in horror, Chucky being one of them, um, or probably the most famous of them. But there have been many. This He now has is, a cult. He has a cult, which I saw that, and it sucked. But um, this is definitely, I would say... Since the first Child's Play movie, the scariest doll we've been introduced to in horror films. So, Annabelle does the damn thing. She's scary. She doesn't move, which I like, and I like that they're sticking to that. I haven't seen the sequel. I hope they stick to it, too. I think she's creepier not moving. (laughs) I do. Okay. In real life... Annabelle doesn't look anything like that doll. She's a Raggedy Ann. Yeah. I've seen that. Which is silly, but okay. But she was uh, possessed. I was about to say she was disturbed. Um, She was possessed, though. <laughs> and disturbing. She was definitely disturbing. Um, And they also, we'll get into this later, but during this sequence, they set up some rules that they later throw out the window. Um, which is like I was talking to Cynthia earlier about this movie and how it has some issues. Um, we previously talked about um, Insidious and sort of like the loosey goosey rules of that movie where like can you jump into a body in five minutes if you're a ghost or maybe it takes longer than that. Um, that's kind of forgivable. Here I felt like because they were talking about it in a very sort of like matter of fact way. Like this is the way it is. Um, it, it stood out a bit more to me. Even the first time I saw it, I was like, hold up, but y'all just said, and now you're saying this. So that aside, Annabelle herself is very, very creepy. It's just a creepy ass doll. And it's like wooden 
Like, who has wooden dolls? Like, even back... And she's gigantic. She's fucking huge. Like, who played with this? Who... What? What? I think those dolls were a thing, though. At a point. Porcelain dolls. But they're also ugly. Like, porcelain dolls, you can at least see how people would think they were pretty, or at least little girls. But Annabelle is just hideous. Like, what little girl would want to play with this? Yeah, she wasn't cute either. Mm-mm. Them bangs? No. She was beat for the gods, though. I mean, a yeah. little girl wearing that much damn makeup, she was going somewhere. I know, toddlers and tiaras. She's even more beat in her own movie, because you see her when she's, like, fresh out the box, and she's just, like, it's like clown makeup, kind of. It's, like, completely white face, tons of rouge, a red lip on a little girl. Like, Really? She's butimous. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Butimaximus. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's meet the family at the center of The Conjuring. We got M- Mother Carolyn. We got Father Roger. We got a whole bunch of kids. Five daughters. <laughs> Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. And a little dog by the name of Sadie. And so they've... You're, it's always when they move into a new house. Always. Like, you would think you'd, like, put some sage, burn it or something, or call the local priest to bless the house or something. Look, I am a sage fiend. I burn sage when I have house guests leave. Like, there's no way really? I will go into any house without burning sage. Like, you gotta clean the... the clear that bad juju out. I don't do that. Well, it's because he's seen too many movies and he knows that sometimes the houses are haunted, but the people are. Yes. Somebody, also people feasting. So you gotta like burn some sage and like Febreze Mm -hmm. everything and get it back to work in order. Yes, listeners, if you don't have sage, use Febreze. It'll get rid of every (laughs) ghost in the house. (laughs) Okay, I have Febreze. Maybe that's why I haven't been haunted yet. Yes. Or I think that's the, the I forget what it's called. It's like rain dew or something like that is like the best one. Bless the Febreze. It turns into holy water. It gets rid of everything. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 1971. And uh, they've moved into this farmhouse in Rhode Island. And this is like when you should notice that something is wrong. But people never listen to the animals because the animals know everything. Sadie (laughs) does not want to enter that house. Well, all right. So we talked about Insidious and... They needed a pet. What? (laughs) Insidious needed a pet. (laughs) Well, no, I was talking about the uh, the home, the fact that that family in Insidious, they realized that they thought their house was haunted. Oh, yes. So they just up and bought a new one. And we're always like, why don't people just do that in movies? But here it was very clear and they said it, all our money is in this house. We yeah, plus it's 1971. Through. So that damn dog, I mean, I can get that. Like, bitch, you better get your ass in this house. You know, <laughs> I mean, I spent everything we got for this. <laughs> Yeah. You're getting in this house. So, clue number one was Sadie 
not entering the house. Mm-hmm. Clue number two was. Did we get clue number two? Hmm? I think we just went straight yeah. to the haunting. After that. Well, no, we yeah. got a clue. The, the clue number two is the boarded up entrance to the cellar. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who boards up the was cellar? That a, I guess that's a clue. I feel like sometimes houses, especially big old ones like that, people board rooms up or they'll repurpose things. So that, to me, didn't seem too weird that there was a boarded up cellar. But I definitely would have been... Maybe you're right, because it's the only cellar in the house. It's like, that's where the water heater was. That's where you need access to that room. And the fact that someone boarded it up might be a warning sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clue number one and a half might have been that music box. That creepy-ass music box. Although I did think that was the most effective scary thing in the movie. Like, the little song. And even at the very end of this movie, the m- music box pops open and that song starts again. Mm-hmm. And it's like... <gasps> it, was very, it was very creepy. Yeah. And maybe clue number three, when Sadie starts barking at the house. Yes. But Sadie's just being a bitch. I would have just been like, look, this is your home. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe clue number four was when she started finding bruises on herself, too. Yeah, yeah. but then but then she's like, oh, it's just iron deficiency. I know, you know? that's what they thought right. in the 1970s. The worst doctor ever. Yeah, just take these pills. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about hide and clap. Had anyone played that before? Oh, no. And no one's about made to... that up. It wasn't like very popular in the 1970s. <laughs> well, I wasn't around back then, so I don't know. Ah, well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess so. Yes. But it was like that. I, I liked it because obviously it sets up for something really good that's about to come. But uh, it was... It was interesting. I've never seen that sort of like rendition of hide and seek. And so you can feel like they were setting it up. Like this, oh, this is gonna come back later. Yeah, you can you can sort I know. Of it comes that. back in an amazing way that was ruined in the trailers, but it was still it's still kinda neat if you think about it. So things start happening the first few nights. The clocks stop at three oh seven AM and Probably the saddest moment for me. Sadie's dead. Girl, bye. I love dogs. I'm a big animal person. Let me just say that. PETA. But Sadie was being a bitch. At Donovan Trot on Twitter. (laughs) I don't have Twitter. (laughs) And on Instagram. (laughs) Y'all are going to be coming after some poor poor person named Donovan Trot. (laughs) No, I mean, I just... They didn't establish the dog well enough for me to care. You know, I could see if there was like a scene with them playing with the dog and like loving on the dog. And then, you know, uh oh, she's dead. But like from the first moment we're introduced to Sadie, she's just barking her head off and being like a little bitch. Well, Sadie, I felt bad. She didn't deserve to die. Well, no, but she was a bitch. He had to. So let's talk about the first night that the spirit started to reach out and touch him. Was this the night when they knocked all the pictures off the wall? Or was she just... 
Because, all right, so I remember the mom walking through the house. No, this was before then. This is the one where, like, they started pulling at the girl's leg. Oh, yeah. That didn't scare me. I thought it was creepy. I thought it was well acted. Because I think that effect could have come off, like, really bad. But I thought it was... (laughs) I thought it was creepy enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's a way to act that, and it, and it looked corny. Yeah, so all the actors, and this was one of the notes that I wrote down, one of the first ones I wrote down, Patrick Wilson, who we also know from the Insidious movies, yes. was really, really good. I like him. Vera Farmiga, I love her and everything she's ever done. Oh, she's, she's amazing. Mom and the, yeah, she's just Bates Motel. really awesome. Yes. Um, so I just think she's a really talented actor and she plays the hell out of this part. Um, and even the family, like I liked this family. I liked minus Sadie. I liked the family. I liked all these kids. All the kids were acted very well. There were no weak links. Um, the parents were very, very nice. These actors, I've seen them all before. I don't know their names, but, um, they've all, been in many things and they were all very very effective i felt like this was like a nice warm family because like usually you see a scary movie stuff starts happening to a family and they haven't taken the time to establish anything and so you really don't care about these people like uh, the i'll say it again paranormal activity like i could give a shit what happened to those people i I did by the end of it i wanted them to die i just wanted them to die this family i liked and i thought that the arc of this movie it got very sentimental at one point and you know i cared about the family i cared about the mom so everybody was great um the scene with the leg pulling, like, yeah, it's like most Joseph Wan movies where he starts Or James Wan. He... What? Joseph Wan, James Wan. Whoever. Wan. I'm Wan Wan. I'm calling him Wan Wan. Um, he starts his movies out very slowly. Like, he gives you, like, little bits of a scare. He doesn't throw you straight into it. Um, so the leg pulling thing, the little hiding clap which came later, is scary, but it's not, like, in your face. You know, he saves that stuff for later. So as far as, like, a preemptive strike, I, I, there were better. There have been better in his movies. Um, but I thought it was effective. It didn't scare me, though. Okay. Well, things start getting creepier because, uh, well, first off, Cindy's sleepwalking. Uh, second off... Carolyn starts playing hide and clap and you know she's she's looking for the child and the what do you call it the wardrobes doors open and nothing ends up happening but mm-hmm. it's still creepy nonetheless in my opinion at one point she's also like listening to the music box cuz she's supposed to see something but we don't see anything but there was the suspense. But then, late at night, one of the kids is awoken and um, oh, again okay. is awoken. Awake, awakened? There you go. Awakened. Yes. <laughs> one of the kids is awakened by the leg pulling again. But this time around, she investigates and looks under the bed. And oh. there's something. 
something hiding behind the door. And but so we don't see it. We don't see it, but she does. Like she saw it when she looked under the bed. And I was trying to look because I kept on freeze framing and I don't I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> and then she gets the sister to get up and the sister goes to the door and like nothing happens, but then the sister looks behind her and then the door slams shut. And so they're screaming and all this kind of stuff and it's it's unsettling and creepy. And um then is the scene that you were talking about, um, Donovan, where uh, Carolyn, you know, goes down into the cellar and a ball ends up uh, being thrown in her direction. And she uses a, um, this is the scene that was seen in the trailers. She uses a match to, you know, light um, down there. And then, you know, from out of nowhere, a, a hand claps and... Uh, I guess that's enough wind to uh, turn the match off. And so she's locked in the cellar. And while that's going on, Cindy's sleepwalking again. And uh, there's some sort of noise. And, and so they end up looking into the wardrobe. But there's nothing in the wardrobe. But there's something on top of it. Yes. And that bitch jumps down and tackles the girl. Mm-hmm. Which, do, now, do you think, because I had this thought ran through my head, I feel like they show the, if you want to call it a monster, um, it's the, we later find out that it's a ghost of some crazy bitch who did some crazy shit. But um, I felt like they showed her too soon. Like they, because when she was on the uh, wardrobe and they got that close up, you saw her. And yeah. It was scary, but uh, I, I just felt like they should have pulled back a little bit. And maybe we could have just seen a shadow of something and then it came at you. I don't know. I just felt like they gave up the goose a little too early. I can agree with you on that. I wish that they would not have shown, like, the close up of her face going. <laughs> Like, if they just would have shown her jump down, that would have been good enough for me. Because, like, it sort of built up already that something's happening. Because, like, the the pictures were down. Um, Carolyn gets knocked in the face with the door and the ball and the hands with the clap clap. And so that was spooky enough already. Like, I don't feel like we should have seen her face close up because it was, like, zoomed in. It did. It got all up in her pupils. I was like, okay, that's what yeah, she looks she like. Because I feel like when you see the, anytime you see the monster dead on, you're not so much like I've said previously, unless it's like you know, makeup on makeup on makeup. It's like Guillermo del Toro's like his crazy creatures where you just you're staring because you're like, oh my god, like how did they do that? Um, if it's literally just a person with like some stuff smeared on their face, I wouldn't get so close up. And we've talked about having this issue with Insidious. Like they got a couple of close ups to people who were like just wearing makeup where it was like, okay, but you're not like, it doesn't shake you. So I don't know. It's just what Juan Juan does sometimes. You got to go with it. Juan Juan. Juan Juan. Yeah, I agree with that. And so this is when the Warrens are brought in. And immediately, like, Lorraine ends up 
like seeing stuff like she picked up that music box and um, she's looking at ghost children and the music box and Mm -hmm. you know the reflection behind her and she goes out to the tree and she senses shit and um, this is when we get sort of like the mythology of the movie Mm -hmm. apparently the house belonged to a woman that was accused as accused of being a witch Bathsheba and um she was a witch right yeah yeah and she was sacrificed no she sacrificed her weak old child to the devil and then killed herself in 1863 after cursing all who would take her land and so then after that is when um, there are several reports of murders and suicides in the house and um yeah, so ever since the house was built on that property, there, there's just been death all over the place, basically. Can I just say, I thought it was kind of funny how this whole thing started over, like, a, a dispute about land. Like, I mean, yeah, she was a witch and she was crazy and all that, but, like, they gave all the backstory, like, after they did all this research and stuff, and they were like, oh, there was, like, a land dispute, and, like, somebody else wanted her land or something like that, and then she put a curse on the land. I was like, all right, I, you know, it just could, it just struck me, because I was like, you see people on Judge Judy, like, this is my property, and this person, you know, their branches are, like, over onto my land, and blah, 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 and at no point did they think to, like, sacrifice their one-week-old child, and you know, start a pact with the devil, like, you know. So this you think really people should forward. do that instead of going on Judge Judy? Maybe. I mean. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> I, just thought, wow. I just thought it was funny because it was, I was just thinking like, oh, this is like a land dispute type thing. And she maybe just took it a bit too far. <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> just a tad. Yeah, think. <laughs> Good grief. And uh, so uh, during the time when the Warrens are there sort of investigating, some even creepier things happen because uh, Lorraine is outside, the clouds are coming in, the wind is blowing, there's the laundry, and uh, one of the sheets you know, blows off the the line, and um, it ends up forming the shape of a figure, and that sheet blows up to a window, and when the sheet um, falls down or gets blown away, we see Bathsheba inside of the room looking out. And so Lorraine immediately goes into the house, but she's too late. Carolyn was asleep, and she wakes up to Bathsheba straddling her. Mm. I know. And she ended up up coming in her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was very Drag Me to Hell. There's a scene like this in Drag Me to Hell. Um, it was very two girls, one cop. Yes, two girls, one cop. <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. We're talking about horrors. Um, I'm just saying. Ugh. Two girls, one cup is the horror movie of our time. Yes, but I will yeah. say in this scene, I thought this scene was done very well because you see that the spirit, you know, sort of like 
grabs her arm and then, you know, is hovering above her and, 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 and spits some blood or whatever inside her mouth. But I thought um, versus the close-up shot that we saw when she was on top of the, the wardrobe getting ready to go into Narnia, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. she looked cooler here and i thought this was a little bit better of a tease of her look because of how it was shot you didn't really see her full face you saw her from the side you saw her you saw her face but because carolyn's head is sort of like blocking some of it like you don't really get a good look at her and i thought it was much more effective and creepy i agree i agree it's very it's yeah it's like Going back to the whole, don't show me the whole thing, uh, or at least not so soon. You know, you got to build up to it. Like, did you see that movie Mama? Um, yes. It, it, they, that ghost was really, really good. They actually had a very similar story to this. Um, and it was a very well done. I actually think that was a Guillermo del Toro movie. So um, the, the creature in it, Mama, she was very well done, but they didn't show her right away. Like you didn't see her until like the last act of the movie before that. It was just like, you would see maybe parts of her coming out or you would see her arm or like, she was like out of frame. So you knew she was there, but you didn't see her, see her. So, you know, I just, it's always like, we can belabor this point a lot, but like, it's just always better to get, part of it than the whole thing because your imagination is going to create something way scarier than anybody will ever be able to create physically yeah that's true and so lorraine rushes up the stairs looking for carolyn and karen's like oh i'm okay i'm good i you know i slept it off i feel great (laughs) and i'm like Mm -hmm. lorraine you in danger girl (laughs) Mm -hmm. at that point i was like you're possessed you're done that's the end. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for showing up. Bye. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so they do, uh, you know, a, um, a what did you call it? Like a spiritual search of the house or something? Like they, what, what do you call that? They're, they're looking for like hot spots or like when the, they describe it as like when the temperature changes, the equipment starts picking stuff up or something like that. I don't know. I think it's based on like actual technology because these are real people. So I, I think this is probably some of the methods that they really did use. Yes, um, yeah. Thankfully this house didn't have central air or like AC or anything and just kicked on. And then all the equipment starts going crazy. <laughs> like, I know. Right. It, it was like the seventies and no one had that. And so mm-hmm. while they're doing that, you know, basically paranormal activity starts happening. Ugh. And, um, you know, <laughs> at one, you know, their ghosts are popping out, uh, like, Cindy's getting lured into the wardrobe and whatnot, and uh, Lorraine ends up finding a secret passage in the wardrobe, 
and it, it basically leads her down into the cellar because she falls through the secret <laughs> passage. Well, I should rephrase that because she she ends up finding stuff like spooky stuff, like um, nooses and all that kind of stuff, and then she falls into the cellar and uh, there she has the um the music box and she's using the music box to see the spirits she ends up seeing this um rotund <laughs> pleasantly plump pleasantly plump woman um oh. killing somebody stabbing well no she didn't i don't think she was she killing anyone i think Oh, yeah, yeah I think... He killed her Rory. Rory, Rory. Yeah, the little boy. White names. That was his mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the, the women that Bathsheba possessed to kill yeah. her child. First of all, can we talk about how, like, biblical that name is? And then it's, like, this horrible human being or ghost demon. Well, like, those... it's such a... Those were the names from back in the day. Yeah, but like, when you think about, do you guys know anything about Bathsheba? Mm-mm. Tell us. Is she friends okay. with Harpo? <laughs> so Bathsheba was married to this soldier in the Bible, and then David, the king, the man after God's own heart, sees her as she's bathing downstairs in the courtyard. And then he's like, I must have that woman. So he basically sends her husband to war to die so that he could have sex with her. How does the story end up? Uh, Does he have Uh, sex with her? Yeah, he has sex with her. He has a child with her. And then he prays to God for forgiveness because God loves him so much. He forgives him. But there's no other mention of of her in the rest of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like this movie. Yeah. Exactly. Perfectly fits. Yeah. Yes. Because then it could be like, that's the son that she had. And, you know, now she's like, I don't want this child. God, you can have him back. Or the devil. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And so she ends up seeing the spirit. uh, Well, you know, she ends up seeing the, the spirit, obviously, down there. And... There's this really neat set piece where, like, the spirit's pulling her by her necklace, and, mm-hmm. well, like, that whole scene with, like, the, the spirit's feet dangling. Like, I thought what we were seeing is sort of, like, the spirit, you know, like, almost like an imprint of what happened, like, like the spirit committed, like, the person that's a spirit, but, like, when they were alive, like, when they committed suicide. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it turns into a creepy way because, like, the, the body ends up turning around and uh, ends yeah. up sort of, like, floating in Lorraine's direction. But Lorraine does escape, and but then, like, the all of the crosses in the house start, like, falling down, and then one of the kids is attacked by the hair and ends up getting um, a haircut. Well, so there's, like, two parts. The, the movie splinters itself a bit which is where we get some of the stuff that I had an issue with so uh, in that scene Lorraine loses her necklace that her daughter gave her earlier in the movie so you're sort of seeing mm-hmm. their daughter at the house and yeah. you're seeing them at the um, the daughter at their house and then 
Lorraine and Ed are at the haunted house and it's sort of like the storylines are like running parallel. Um, yeah. While they were at their house, there is a scene where the guy Ed is describing, he's showing, the, I guess, a reporter around their like mm-hmm. trophy room. And, like, yeah. all, that's where they store Annabelle and all this other stuff. And the guy um, asks him, uh, why don't you just burn all this shit, you know, if it's all, like, because he explains that, like, there's a demon or a ghost or something attached to all these different things, kind of like Annabelle. But in the first scene, when they're giving this lecture and talking to this classroom full of kids, um, Lorraine kind of explains to somebody that, objects can't be possessed only people can be possessed so it's kind of like I, I was just kind of struggling with it because it's like all right so things can't be possessed um but you can't get rid of annabelle or any of this other stuff because it's like possessed it's it, no, it, it was just kind of i think it's not like possessed it's attached to the object so like you burning the object just releases it basically and well, leaves it free. But like, all right, so I don't understand the difference between possession and attachment, but like the way it was shook out, it was like, we can't destroy these objects because it'll release a spirit. But then she says earlier that um, demons can't uh, possess objects. It was just, okay. I, I don't know. I was just well, I think because possession means that they take over... Take take you over, yeah. And so I guess that's why what they're trying to distinguish, like like a spirit can be attached to an object, but the spirit can't enter the object, unlike it can a human. Maybe I just Um, felt like the nomenclature, like there was just like some movies don't give you enough to where you can really feel like you know what's going on, but then other movies give you maybe a bit too, too much. much. So I felt like with okay. this, I was sort of stuck, like trying to figure out like the difference between possession and attachment and all this other stuff. And it does make sense to a degree because they teach this stuff and they, they have to like give a ton of exposition because they're like, you know, and that's probably how these people really were in real life, like walking around trying to like explain the differences and all that yeah. stuff. I, I just felt like it was a bit too much information for me um and it sort of like pulled me out of the movie a little bit because i'm like all right well didn't you say like you know so i I don't know i just felt like it was a little bit maybe too much of that Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that was my point well since you brought up judy let's talk about judy judy she's so pretty the warren's daughter judy ends up getting all of it. It's a stormy night. We've got the necklace uh, hanging from. I'm going to assume that's like a like a lamp, maybe. Maybe something in the house. Yeah, in her house, and it starts well, think... spinning. Didn't what? Or was that Judy's necklace or the necklace no. at the haunted house? Because I know they. It was the necklace at the haunted house. Oh, okay. But it's in Judy's room. I think it was just like 
cut to look that way. But it was, remember when Lorraine is like running upstairs and it yanks, like they yeah. take it? Correct. So no, but I think I think it being there is the hint that something's going to happen. Yeah. And that so, this is the Because that necklace was a silver necklace. Judy's necklace was a gold necklace. <laughs> I've watched this so many times. You've I've seen it many times. Don't test many, it. Many, many a times. I believe it. And so Judy goes down to investigate... And Annabelle is gone. Yeah. And how is she moving? Well, th- there is a reason. I'm getting to that. And so, how is she moving? Come with it. Come with it. And so she, like, rushes back up to her room and shuts the door. And then in the rocking chair is Bathsheba with Annabelle. And Annabelle turns her head. And all hell breaks loose. And then the grandma's like, what's going on? And then blah, 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 blah. So I would have liked, speaking of all the different rules and all the stuff that they laid out, I would have liked a little bit more information on, like, I mean, you get that Sheba has somehow attached to Lorraine or to transported to judy because of this necklace like there's a link somehow and she's sort of using that to get to their house but yeah. it just it, it's just like is she full strength at their house is she is this just like a you know it can she just like make things move but she can't actually do anything like is she like partial strength when she's like haunting judy as opposed to her like first stage for that remember how the warrens were like there are three stages mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so I think... i'm just trying to keep all the rules straight because it's like how did sheba know where they i love how you just use her nickname sheba 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 baby how did um that's actually a really good play, uh, Come Home, Sheba Baby, or something like, something like that. Um, but anyway, I just wanted an explanation of how she was able to get from haunting this mm-hmm. family to haunting their family. I agree. I didn't just... get that at all either. Like, I was confused no, but I as to... a break, right? Well, because the thing is, at this point, she had possessed Carolyn. Yes, she was in Carolyn. So how did she manage to astral project herself into the Warren's house? I guess you can possess and depossess, depossess. Like she's it's like, a, okay, Caroline, give me a moment, please. I will be right back. I'll, just I'll be back. She was just a lot of different places. And it was... You know what? Maybe it was the first oh. time she's been out the house. So, you know, she needed to go do some errands. Yeah. She's like, I'm in a motel, you know, we got the free comfy robes and those little teeny tiny soaps. Let me go see what the Warrens are doing. Yeah. Um, I just would have liked a little bit more of an explanation. Like maybe Lorraine could have spelled it out like, oh, because I mean, because I got the sense that it because she saw like, all right, so Sheba got possession of this necklace that Lorraine Bath Sheba, and then you see Judy in the water, and you're like, oh, she's using that image 
to freak Lorraine out, but then she's actually at their house. So maybe it, she uses the connection. I would have the explanation. I mean, I, you know. Oh, now you're making me ask questions. No. <laughs> no, but that's how I was. No. I was watching this movie, and I was like, but how is that? Like, how How can she, you know? It was just like, I don't know. I was just, like, asking myself all these questions as it was happening. It was all good. It was scary, and I felt it, you know? It wasn't, like, hollow, like, oh, y'all are going to start scaring me now. Like, I was really... Like, oh my gosh, she's at their house. What's going on? But like, when I, know, I right? actually stop to think, I'm like, with that right, ratty hopefully. hair, you know, she left that chair smelling. I'm glad that she broke it because I would have never <laughs> sat in it. It smelled like shit, probably. Febreze. Oh. I know, Febreze. It does work. Holy water, Febreze. <laughs> yes. The thing I will give you points for, Donovan, is like the concept of Annabelle moving her head. That did confuse me as well because, like, when we saw like Annabelle and like the whole miss me notes and like her um, having like completely wrecked that room and, and, and um, the lipstick and all that stuff. Yeah. Like I just assumed that since there's a spirit attached to it, obviously the spirit was doing it. Like I didn't picture in my head, you know, like a Chucky, you know, basically like Annabelle getting up and sashaying her way and, yeah. you know, <laughs> grabbing lipstick and writing Miss Me and all that, or crayons and, um, I should say, writing Miss Me and that kind of thing. Like, I didn't picture that. Like, I pictured, like, the spirit doing it. Yeah. But then when Annabelle turned her head, I was yeah. like, that just made it seem oh. very Chucky. Yeah. I don't need Annabelle to move. And She's I creepy enough were... as she is. But yeah. So this is when shit really hits the fan. And it's not because we're smelling Bathsheba. (laughs) (laughs) So Carolyn ends up taking two of the kids home. She is fully possessed. And um, she's ready to sacrifice one of her kids. But they get to her just in time. And um, they They realize, obviously... That Carolyn is fully possessed because her skin pigmentation is changing. She's looking just like Sheba nowadays. I know, right? And she gets, she ends up getting dragged through the house, and um, she ends up. What does she do? She she bit the guy's face off. No, yeah, she just a part a part of his face, you know. Yeah, just a little, you know, foreplay. Taste. Yeah, just a little Not taste. She just wanted a taste. Yeah. I know, right? Tastes just like chicken. This whole sequence was really good. I liked the whole... I mean, the one thing about it was, like, they sent the family away to, like, some motel or something, and then one of the kids went back or, like, or... I forget exactly how it happened, but um, uh, I felt like the chase sequence and all that stuff, I, I liked that, but once they actually got to the house and She's, like, being flung around and, like, you know, all that stuff. That, I thought, was very scary. And, like, you were seeing the full power of this mm. entity, you know. That's like Yeah, wrecking shit. Just, like, look, I told y'all motherfuckers I was not playing. I told you to get out. You didn't want to leave. You got a subprime mortgage loan or whatever, and you can't afford to go. And now this is what's happening. So I enjoyed it. That didn't exist in 1971. Why? But close enough. 
And um, so for the longest, the Warrens were actually going to do an exorcism. Like, they talked about it earlier in the movie, but they had to wait. Yeah. I know. That, oh, churches are the most annoying yeah. place. The like, Catholic seriously. Church has to authorize it. They need uh-huh. proof and stuff. They need these paper signs, stamps. You gotta... It's like the DMV. Exactly. Uh-huh. You need to wait to get the Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> but they're basically like, fuck it. Like, we need to exercise right yeah. now. Let's get physical. Physical. Let's get physical. Physical. Let's get our exercise on. They laid hands. Yes. And so they start exercising Carolyn with a little cardio, light cardio first. Because she started doing those flips in the chair. Can I just say I love that moment so much? Yeah. Yes. A very simple effect, yet it did not look cheesy at all. It looked really good and very creepy. Because you imagine, like, if somebody was actually possessed and stuff, it would be kind of like that, kind of like The Exorcist. That's what The Exorcist did well. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of it, like, if that movie was made today, I'm sure they would have went all out with the special effects and, like, you know, things going crazy. But, like, the sort of natural way that it unfolds is, I think, what makes it so creepy. Uh, and this movie did a lot of that as well. She wasn't, like, floating in midair and flying around the room, like, you know, with wings and, like, crazy glowing eyes. And, On like, a broom. You know, it was like something unholy is attached to this person. And they're like, you know, it just felt like if a person was possessed, this is what it would look like. If I was possessed, that's what it would look like. Yes, except sexier. Exactly. (laughs) And so, Carolyn ends up escaping. Oh, can I just say, there are a lot of really great moments throughout this whole thing. Like, the birds outside, the pipes shaking, when, um, when, like, the screws unscrewing. When Carolyn ended up, you know, peeking through the sheet and she started to do her little, here's Johnny. (laughs) I love that so much. Mm Mm-hmm. There are a lot of little things in that scene that just made it spectacular. But she ends up escaping, and um, she ends up finding uh, April, and she tries to kill April, but the power of Vera Farmiga compels her. (laughs) Vera came, she came to play. She was not, she was like, look, you brought my child into this, I'm banishing you. Yep. This is this is no longer a game, and so this this whole scene where they're like, you know, they're um, it was almost like a um, intervention kind of. It was very similar to that. Like she's there, exactly that's what happens during uh, all interventions. Her husband's there. <laughs> she's like, think about your family, picture your family, and then it gets back to the part where they're talking about the day on the beach which they talked about earlier and how lovely it was. Hold on to your family. Like that part, I, it could have read cheesy in anyone else's direction, but here it felt, you know, I enjoyed it. It felt real. It touched me. Um, and I, I liked Show us on the bear where it touched you. <laughs> <laughs> Show us on Annabelle where it touched you. Um, oh, <laughs> Oh, no, but it really, it worked. It was effective. And, like, I've talked about how 
in these horror movies, if you don't care about these people, then the movie suffers because you really, like, you could care less about what's happening. But because I cared about this family um, and all the actors really brought this family to life, like, those scenes where, like, she's like, think about your family, you know, pull through, whatever. I saw myself like, yes, girl, think about your family, come on. Yeah, so it was, like, a very sweet, still kind of scary, but it, it, it read to me. It felt, you know, it was effective. I agree. And so they are able to bring her back from the brink and they remove Bathsheba and the curse and everything. And, uh, you know, even the, what was he, deputy officer, the one that got his, his, his cheek chomped on. He's alive. Everyone's alive. None of the kids died. And everything is beautiful and wonderful. So the Kinda. well, the Warrens end up talking about some case that they have on Long Island. I wonder what that's about. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, they bring back the music box as you know, sort of like a trinket, um, you know, from their uh, encounter with the family. And the music box opens, it starts playing the music, we're staring at the mirror, we think we're going to see something, and fade to black. That's it. I know. I was hoping we were going to see like Annabelle dancing like the dancing boy over on Insidious. Wow. Well, I'm glad we didn't get anything. It, it was once again sort of playing against type because you're expecting something to happen and it doesn't. So yeah. I like that moment. And um, I was Although, kind of- since yeah. all those things are supposedly haunted, it would have been nice for like all of them to like peek through or something. Wow. <laughs> That'd have been too much. Well, probably, yeah. But continue I, on, Donovan. I mean, to each their own. Hey. Um, for me, I like. I enjoyed the way it ended, and I, I was kind of like, all right, so I guess the little boy is attached to that music box, because Sheba has been banished, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, what spirit is, like, but then he wasn't dangerous, the little boy. Yeah. So, no, he was just adorable. So yeah. maybe he'll become Judy's friend, and then maybe he's like, oh, your mom's so nice, I want her. Mm. Oh. Cynthia's writing a whole new movie. Mm-hmm. If they make a movie about that, you better pay me, people who wrote this one. Intellectual property. That's her idea. Right. Okay. (laughs) All right now, people. Y'all know. Don't fuck with uh, Cynthia's coins. I'm just saying. They don't play. I know. So let's check and see if The Conjuring has won any awards. And... By Jove, it has quite a few, actually. Hmm. Over at the Rondo Haddon Classic Horror Awards in 2013, it won the Rondo Statuette Best Film. At the People's Choice Awards in 2014, it was nominated Favorite Horror Movie. At the Online Film and Television Association... It won the OFTA Film Award for Best Titles Sequence. 
at the MTV Movie Awards in 2014. It was nominated for Best Scared as Shit performance. Vera Farmiga. I don't know what that means. She was very scared as shit. Apparently. scared as shit. It's like right there. Yes. Over at the Key Art Awards in 2013, it won third place at the Key Art Award. Best Trailer Audio Visual. Best Audio Visual Technique. Best Audio Visual Technique again for the sound design in the trailer. And Best Audio Visual Technique for the sound design in the third trailer. I don't really know what any of that means. Over at the IGN Summer Movie Awards in 2013, it won the IGN Award for Best Horror Movie. At the Golden Trailer Awards in 2014, it won the Golden Trailer for Best Horror and Best Horror TV Spot. And it was also nominated for Best Voice Over TV Spot. At the Golden Schmoes Awards in 2013. It won the Golden Schmoes for Best Horror Movie of the Year. I just like saying Golden Schmoes. Mm -hmm. At the Fright Meter Awards in 2013, it won the Fright Meter Award for Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, Lily Taylor, Best Cinematography, Best Ensemble Cast, and Best Horror Movie. It also had several nominations, including Best Makeup, Best Special Effects, Best Actress, Vera Farmiga, Best Actor, Patrick Wilson, Best Supporting Actor, Ron Livingston, Best Screenplay, Best Score, and Best Editing. At the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in 2014, it won the Chainsaw Award for Best Wide Release Film and Best Supporting Actress, Lily Taylor. At the Empire Awards in the UK in 2014, it won the Empire Award for Best Horror. And at the Academy of Science at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films Awards in 2014, it won the Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. Now over on Rotten Tomatoes. Bim, bim, bim. Rotten Tomatoes stresses me out. <laughs> In its tomato meter, it is certified fresh, 86%. Come through. Okay. That's a good score. Yeah, because they're picky bitches. <laughs> but uh, our... We just like our shit fresh. I know, right? But our awards are the ones that really count. And so yep. let's hand out a few of our own. And let's start off with the diva, Bathsheba. I guess... Uh, yeah. Mm. I'll go with Annabelle on this one. Oh, I was going to give her the ingenue. Or maybe Judy. not. I'll give Judy the ingenue. Aw, Judy. Judy, 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 Judy. Scream Queen? <laughs> Lorraine. Um, Lorraine. <laughs> Did she scream very much? Remember the flashback? It's close enough. Okay. That was mine. I- I'll give it to The Mickey Rooney Award for Excellence in Child Acting. Um... Cindy the with the sleepwalking. Girl. Is that the sleepwalker girl? Too? Oh, you like the one with the music box? Yeah. No, I would give it to the sleepwalker. She also played Renesmee in the Twilight uh, movies. Who gives a shit about Twilight? Don't come for Twilight. We will be fighting. Lord Renesmee. Y'all already fight. 
<laughs> we will be. I will. Hey, drop. But we fight in a playful way. Yeah. Is this a real fight? I hope not. No chocolate, no rice. No chocolate, no rice. Don't come for Renesme. Lord. <laughs> Bar. The creepiest moment. Ooh. I would. I would give it to the little boy in the mirror. Okay. I would give it to when um Lauren first sees the woman hanging off of the tree, and she just like turns a little bit. And her husband is talking, and you can hear, like, the swing, swinging of the tree. Yeah, but they don't show it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was a good moment. Yeah, but I'm going to give, for me at least, the creepiest moment to Big Bertha in um <laughs> in the wow, cellar. No? She was creepy. Although the woman dangling, like, that was good. That was good. Because, like, um, the rain was shooked from that moment. It was really all her face, you know? It was just yeah. like you could see on her face. Her. What the hell? But then again, isn't she supposed to be seeing this stuff all the time? Like, she's seen demons and all that stuff. And this is That like is true. But maybe this was, yeah. like, too much. It's like, one too many. Maybe. And uh, what was the scariest moment? Because I feel like creepy and scary are different things. Uh. See, this movie didn't have as many scares for me, and I'm thinking it's because um, Juan Juan has a very particular style. It's an excellent style. It's very well done. He's a great director. Um, But once you're accustomed to his style, you can begin to sort of read things and sort of tell. You can see it coming, basically. Um, yes, I love how you change his name every time that you say it. Juan Juan. I know Juan Juan. It was. I think you called him Johnny Juan or something like that. Juan yeah. Juan. He's just Juan Juan. James. Um, I kind of also feel like had I seen this movie before I saw Insidious, that it would have been a little bit more effective. Um, because I feel like the pacing and the way they lead up to a lot of the scares is the same. So in this film, I felt like I could see a lot of it coming. So it didn't really scare me as much. Um, but I am curious, like, had I not seen Insidious first, would this have, because I couldn't have seen them coming, would it have scared me more? Mm. So I mean, I don't know. It's like hard for me to like pick a scary moment out of this. Mine was definitely when she's looking on the, the bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, there's something there. And I'm, like, trying to tilt my head to to see what it is she's looking at. That was scary. Okay. See, that one was... That one, I would say, was creepy for me. Like, the very first time that I saw this, for me, the scary moment, at least at the beginning was, like, the bitch when she was on top of the the wardrobe. Like, even though I, I have complained that that was a bit much to show, like, that was unexpected. And so, uh, you know, I kind of liked it. What about the barf bag moment? And I'm giving it to when she skeeted yeah. in her mouth. Yeah. Did you say seated? Skeeted. Ah, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. I can never listen to that song normally again. Thank you. <laughs> no, right? Uh, he has this way of just, like, corrupting things. To the window, to the walls. To um, sweat drop down. 
Yeah, I'll finish. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Here she comes. Glorious moment. I don't know. I, don't I know. hope that was like raspberry jam and like it tasted good in that scene. It did not oh. look like it tasted good. No. You know what I'm saying? In, like, oh, real life when they were filming. But that stuff, like, if you hear things about, like, the way they make movies, it's usually, like, some sort of weird syrup, and it's, like, it's all for the look of it. Like, it's never meant to taste well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, hell, I didn't, it, it, it didn't really feel gory for me, this movie, or, like, it, there wasn't any gross-out moment for me like maybe the moment the, the moment that's closest is the one that you mentioned but other than that i can't really identify one okay what about the moment that made you gag mm, not really when that bitch was in the rocking chair <laughs> not really no she was combing annabelle <laughs> maybe that ratty ass maybe annabelle is the daughter she wished she had i know annabelle should have been combing her if you think about it, because Annabelle actually had good hair. Like Bathsheba, no bueno. Bathsheba needed a bath. She needed some. <laughs> and a good dental plan. Oh. Well, I mean, she is like rotting, so. Well, there's that. <laughs> you spritz all the perfume on that you want. I know, you can't Febreze the <laughs> shit out of her. All right. And I'll throw this in for good measure because it is a film that takes place in the 70s. The That's So Retro moment. The car, the mm -hmm. camera equipment, mm -hmm. the hair. There, there was a moment where their teenage daughter was like flirting with that Asian guy that was... Um, oh, yeah. And as they were doing that, they were like using... I think they were talking about like, so, like some recording equipment or something like that and they were using some like oh that's kind of groovy or like blah 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 like the yes. words they were using the slang it was, it was uh I was like, ah, that's it reminded you of your childhood don't come for me <laughs> don't come for me unless i send for you fedex overnight all right now it's time to rank the film in our special categories we've got screamer films that are filled with scares gut buster films that are grotesque eye popper films that are visually impressive grave digger films that lack scares and mind blower overall best in show let's start off with boyede okay so i will give this a screamer and eye popper just because i really enjoyed the way the shots were cut it just made a lot of sense. Like, I felt like I was in the car when they were driving up to the house. Just a lot of parts I felt like I was part of the movie. I thought um, you were in the movie for a moment. Um, I'm Bathsheba. Didn't you know that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, her hair would be laid for the gods if okay. it was you. This is true. True. Um, Gutbuster, just that part where she throws up into her mouth and then the end when she's like throwing up on the floor. I just hate seeing puke anywhere. And uh Mind Blower, it was a great movie. It was really beautifully shot. I like that like when pe when movies are like set back in time, sometimes there are things they do that you're just like, yeah, this is not believable, but it was. 
So, yes, it did really well for me. And Donovan, you better give it a mind blower, too. Ooh, was that a threat? That was a... Jeff, she's threatening me. I know. She's going to send Bathsheba <laughs> to your house to give you a bath. I have her I have her number. Ooh. Yes, she's on um, Snapchat. This is true. She's always twerking. She is twerking. What is up with the ghost twerking? I don't know. Um, Donovan, what about you? Not necessarily about ghost twerking, but um, the categories. Another. That's another. That's another topic for another day. Um. So, y'all know I keep it real. For the young ones, like uh, Miss Cleo used to. I keep it real for the young ones. For the childrens. For the kids. Um, so I'm going to give this movie an eye popper. It was definitely well done. There were, I'm sure there were a lot of special effects here. I mean, I know there were like a fair, like the sheet and then the like, you know, there was a lot, but it felt natural as it was happening. It wasn't like, look at this, like, you know, effect that we can do or let's look, we got some money in our budget. Let's do that. You know, it felt like um, it, it all happened very naturally. And that's the part of it that I enjoyed um, because you can tell a lot of care went into this movie, um, like all of Wong Wong's movies. Um, you know, some sometimes you see a movie and it's like, Everybody's just there for the check. You can tell. It's just it's something about it that's just lazy. Yeah. This was crafted very well, and I appreciated it, and you could see it. So I liked that a lot. So I'll give it an eye popper for that. As far as the scares go, it was light on the scares for me. I felt like I could read a lot of them coming. And then when we did get a lot of the scares or the moments that were supposed to be scary, they weren't as effective for me this go round. And at first I just sort of like, I mean, I talked to you guys about how um, I wasn't sure if it was because I've been exposed to Juan Juan's previous work and maybe I was sort of getting used to it, but I was just thinking about, the Conjuring 2, which I actually thought was a little bit better than this one, um, I, as far as, like, scary goes. I mean, that movie scared me several times, uh, especially the Crooked Man and uh, the scene where the little girl is, like, watching TV at home by herself and there's a ghost. And it's like there were some really scary moments there that weren't in this one. So I don't necessarily think it's the style, but maybe just like it was just lacking some of those big scares. Mm. So I'm giving it a I'm saying all that to say I'm giving it a grave digger because to me it was light on the scares. Wow. I wasn't scared. You love a creepy nun. That's just the problem. It was creepy. This movie was creepy throughout. I appreciated the uneasy feeling it gave me, but it was kind of like foreplay without the actual, you know, it was like, it's, it's ramping me up, it's ramping me up, but then it didn't deliver any like actual scares. Like I wasn't viscerally scared. And um, I, I, having said that, like I like the movie, I've seen it several times, 
But the reasons that I like this movie are because I like the actors. The story is interesting to me, even though I, it's a little bit confusing how some of the mechanics of it all work. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy the movie, but not because it scares me. So, yeah. How could Batman not scare you? It just didn't. It just, I don't know. And, like, I could give it more of a pass because, you know, like, if it was just, like, Juan Juan's direction and all that, like, I could sort of be like, all right, well, this is his style, and it can only really work on you once or twice before you sort of, like, start to see it all coming. But The Conjuring 2 really did scare me, like, several times. Like, and it's a very similar premise. It's a family in a house. You're being haunted. Somebody gets possessed. Yeah. It's very similar. The scares were there for that one, and they weren't here for this one. So mm. I, I just, I'm not sure. Maybe they just spent so much time building up this universe, and they had so many rules and exposition, and I was just sort of, like, sidetracked by that, so I wasn't as into it because I was thinking. And the second one came along, and they weren't explaining everything. They were just sort of letting it roll uh, maybe that was it. I don't know. Maybe it's me. But um, it's just this one didn't scare me. Scare me. Okay. So you're more scared of Dolores Van Cartier. Who? <laughs> the nun. Oh, that's the actress that played her. No, that's the name of the nun. That's not her. <laughs> Stanya. That is. It's from Sister Act. <laughs> Why do you talk about Sister Act? Because there are nuns in it. Uh, well, there you go. All right, so I am going to give it a screamer. Not necessarily because I screamed, but I thought it was creepy enough that it deserved uh, the screamer category title. I will give it Eye Popper because I thought the sets looked really good, as um, Cynthia mentioned, like the cinematography the effects I thought were really good. The makeup, especially like, um, you know, turning uh, Carolyn all creepy. I thought all of that was really well done. Gutbuster solely for the vomit scene because that shit was gross. Well, also Bathsheba. She looked like she smelled. As well as like the Big Bertha in the cellar. And Mind Blower because it was just awesome. Like, this is a movie that, once again, much like Insidious, like launched... A franchise, sequels, in between quills, mid quills, side quills, spin-offs, and all that kind of stuff. It seems like every single ghost in either the first or the second one is getting its own movie. Like the Crooked mm-hmm. Man is getting his own movie, the Nun is getting her own movie, Annabelle got her own movie, movies. So uh, mind blower for sure. And now it's time to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. And let's see. Scale, uh, Cynthia. I heard, Boya de, I you heard. may go first. Wow. Okay, I'm going to see, stick with the rules this time and give it only a 10. Because that's all I can do. And for the same reasons why I gave it a mind blower and an eye popper, I think this is one of the scary movies, and because I've watched it so many times, and I had to watch this again and talk about it, I was more aware of certain things, and I was looking for more things 
that had to do with like the filming of the of the video of the movie and like how it's edited and I liked the style of editing in the video in the movie. Why do I keep calling it a video? Because like, you watched song... it on VHS. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tape on tape. Yeah, and just like the shots of everything, the outfits, the music. It was just really well put together, and it wasn't, as Donovan mentioned, scary for scary's sake. I know you said you didn't like the explanations, but I kind of did. Mm. And yeah, I like the explanations for a lot of things. And I kept on thinking about paranormal activity when I was watching this. Oh my gosh. Just because, like, you get... As you should. Yes, explanations. And you also get, like, like the whole um, attachment versus obsession, possession thing. Like, you got visuals to back that up, too. I really liked it. Really liked it. Really, really liked it. Like, too liked it. Okay, that's it. That's that's all. Cynthia liked it. And I put a ring on it. (laughs) Oh, not a necklace? Nah. I think I'm safer with a ring. Yes, I agree. Donovan, Mr. Trot. Yes, sir. Um, I'll give this movie a solid seven. Oh. Um, oh. And it wasn't that I didn't like the explanations of it, like Cynthia said. It's just there is a fine line. Maybe it just. Oh wait, so she was committing slander? Yes, slander on my name. Don't do it. Um, I just felt. <laughs> Maybe it was a bit too much. There is a fine line of it. Like, I like their movies like Paranormal Activity, um, which give you nothing. Um, and then there are movies... We keep like conjuring up Paranormal Activity. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the gift that keeps giving, I guess. It's the what not to do, basically. Um, and then there are movies like this which throw the kitchen sink at you and they give you everything and it's so there's like a rule for everything and you know it maybe I got sidetracked with that but I don't know it's just like so seven great acting great direction just the scares weren't there for me like the visceral scares the jump out of your seat moments weren't there for me like they have been like with Insidious, for example, The Conjuring 2 after this, um, I just felt like those moments that really pop you out of your seat were not there for me. But everything else about this movie I really like. It's a really good movie, and it was very well made. Okay. Well, have you, man? No, I like it. You, you live in your truth. Yeah, all I can do. I know, right? I am going to give this... I know, pregnant pause. Uh, it just gave birth to another pause. No, I'm going to give it 10. Yeah. Because, listen, I get it. It wasn't really scary, scary, but it is creepy enough. It is a creepy movie. I thought the ghosts were really good. I thought the storyline was really good. The acting, I mean, Vera Farmiga is just amazing and uh, the effects were really good i enjoyed the mythology i enjoyed the introduction to annabelle um, and uh, 
I like that it set up all these other movies, and yeah. um, you know, I, I just thought it's a thought it was a fun movie. Does it have its flaws? Yes, but for the most part, it is very entertaining and enjoyable. So uh, I'm giving it ten hotel room keys. Uh, let's go up to the penthouse, Cynthia. Yeah, catch me outside, Donovan. How about that? Ooh, okay. Is your girl Sheba going to be with you? Yeah, always. All right, because I'll bring Annabelle and we'll see what's going on. They can scissor. Oh, my God. You just got taken. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Who's taking it there? Just nasty. I know. Well, if you've seen a haunted man, a haunted house with uh, Marlon Wayans, then you've seen it all. You take it there. Just dirty. Just nasty. So on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook. Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horrorhotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Cash me outside, Cynthia. Yeah, How about that? Don't, to throw them dudes up. <laughs> Don't worry, Cynthia's bones. got Bathsheba and Big Bertha in her corner. Yes, I do. Come on with it. Come on with it. I'm not scared. Well, thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night.